everybody. This is All Sports Are Bad. I am Patrick on the internet. And I am Jake Whipple. So we've got the MLB postseason underway. we got wild card game two in the American League. We've got Charlie Morton versus Sean Manaya. Is Charlie Morton uh, the actual starting pitcher or is he just the opener? <laughs> uh, I think he's the actual starting pitcher, I hope. Is there an opener? I would love it if I... there was an opener. I'm fucking shocked there isn't. <laughs> so maybe there is. <laughs> All right. I hope so. It wasn't somebody, I forget which team it was, like, was actually going to use an opener, like, on opening day because their pitching was so bad. I want to say it was the Orioles. <laughs> the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that didn't for for a while there. I was very excited about the the idea that the Giants could be remotely good. Yeah, and they weren't. I mean, yeah, they tried. They, they consider they looked into it. They certainly, cons- they definitely went to Google and said, "Is being good at baseball good?" And then research did a little, decided ultimately not their thing. Yeah, I mean, they didn't commit to really being good or bad in any strong degree either. Yeah. But two teams that are kind of good, <laughs> the Rays and the A's, uh, they are known for the same thing, uh, not paying their players and yep. giving their fans, <laughs> not giving their fans a worthwhile <laughs> place to watch baseball games. Yeah, yeah and, the, and Oakland's so good at it, they made a movie about it, <laughs> starring Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill plays a stat nerd. Oh, fucking what's his name was in it? Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, Seymour Hoffman. He plays, uh, he plays the Art head coach. Howe, yeah. yeah, Art Howe, who like... Seymour Hoffman's portrayal is like him being super salty about the whole thing. Yeah. And then Art Howe, after the movie came out, I was like, I wasn't like that at all. <laughs> I fucking loved it, dude. Yeah. We won We won 20 straight. <laughs> he was showing me like I was mad about the winning part. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty egregious. <laughs> it's the, pretty whole mo- the whole movie, I mean, it relies on the audience not knowing anything about the Oakland A's in 2002, which is weird because it was only eight years before the movie was made. Yeah. So it's like, so you're meaning to tell me that Scott Hatterberg and David Justice and a sidearm guy did all of that. And it had nothing to do with Barry Zito, Tim Hudson, <laughs> Miguel Tejada, Eric Chavez, and Mark Mulder. I mean, the only guy on that list who did not continue to be, like, genuinely an excellent MLB player was Mark Mulder. He, yeah. Like, he had a few good years for the A's and then kind of fell off the table. But, yeah. Um, Barry Zito and Tim Hudson were great for a long time. Oh, yeah. Miguel Tejada was a uh, a guy who, if he was playing shortstop for any team in the league, was considered a good, good pickup. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And then... In like, an era where RBIs were, like, looked at as, like, God... Miguel Tejada was an RBI god. Yeah, like he yeah. was the dude. He, he drove he in would a lot of runs. Get you one thirty a year. Mm-hmm. I remember my early fantasy leagues that had RBI. We, I was fucking stoked to have Miguel Tejada. Drove team. in a lot of runs. I mean, as as I know, you are aware, RBIs have fallen somewhat out of favor with stat heads. Yeah, but not great. Still, yeah, but it's still nice to like get hits when guys are on base. Yeah, no, getting a hit, putting the ball in play when guys are on base is still a good thing to do in baseball. Generally speaking. Even though RBIs are a bad stat, it's still like, it still had its place in the history and it's still, if you can rack up a lot of RBI, you're, you're good enough to be in the middle of a lineup. Yes. Which means you're probably pretty good at baseball. That is true. So. Yeah, if you're hitting fourth and you have 80 RBIs. You probably suck pretty bad. That yeah. or the team around you is just horrendous. <laughs> the Giants had a few years in the post-Bonds era where uh, Aaron Rowan and Benji Molina would hit in the middle of the order and they'd only get like 70. 
those those giant scenes are fun. Yeah. <laughs> they got saved by Pablo Sandoval and Tim Lincecum, though. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny to me that like we talked and we we t- kind of talked about new baseball a couple of weeks back. But like the basic principles behind new baseball, quote unquote, scare quotes, air quotes on a podcast as we do every yeah. week. Um, actually, like Earl Weaver was a big proponent of them. Like one of the legendary managers of the Orioles back in like the sixties and seventies. Like there's a direct quote of Earl Weaver where someone's like, "Oh, what's a, what's an ideal offensive strategy?" He's like, "Well, your first guy up." You want him to, like, hit a little single over the infield or maybe draw a walk, get a guy on base, get the inning started. Then you want him to have some speed. So you run a either have him steal second or run a little – ideally run a little hit and run with your second hitter. He slaps one through the hole the other way. And then you got guys on the corners, nobody out. Third guy up, hits a three-run home run, and now you're winning three to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hit a home run. <laughs> yeah, hit the home run. And now, but now in new baseball, it's like, okay, you want your first guy to be a pretty good hitter. He does whatever it takes to get on base. Your second guy, he hits a home run. <laughs> your third guy after that, now here's what you want. Now, this is complex. Okay, this is where we start getting the nitty gritty. Your third place hitter hits a home run. <laughs> Fourth place guy, I'm thinking a double, no, a home run. <laughs> Fifth hitter, you want, the, you want a home run out of him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then six through uh, six, seven, eight, nine, half. Yeah, fuck it, whatever. Whatever they do, out. they're yeah, all going to strike out. <laughs> but occasionally, one of them will hit a home run. Yeah, new baseball. <laughs> new baseball. It makes it so you never want to fucking leave your seat. You're always like, shit. It does. Uh, it does give it like that uh, quality that like soccer and hockey have, where you can't really look away because the goal or the run could get scored at any point. You know, I've literally never gotten up during a hockey game. No, you can't. You'll miss. You'll miss something. I get my. I get two beers before the game starts, and then these are my two beers for the game. Well, and then, but you got intermissions. Yeah, but I, it's it's really. I don't want to miss anything. The intermissions at, at the SAP Center were always nuts. Okay, because everyone has the same fucking thought. It's like yeah. I gotta go now. I'm gonna <laughs> miss everything, and so you just. I'm just like fucking. I'm never getting up. I'm just gonna yeah. have my two beers, and that's my. That's. It probably helps, like. Sport, sports like that, like hockey, it'd probably be easier to sell like premium seats with like service, like actual in-seat oh, service, yeah. just because like you don't want to get up, you know? Just make, yeah. pay someone else to bring you stuff. Yeah, we are gonna go to a lot of hockey games when we, oh, when we get it. Yes, <laughs> I can't fucking wait. Just get, <laughs> literally, just get on the eight bus and yeah. we're there. <laughs> um, speaking of hockey, the NHL does start tonight, um, <laughs> which I found I out because there was a season preview and then. Uh, I found out at the end of reading that preview or skimming it because I know nothing about hockey that the first game is today. Yeah. Um, the puck drops tonight. Oh boy. Is my hockey voice. I think you need a little more like Canadian inflection on it. The puck drops tonight. Eh? The, yeah, I can't do it. Yeah. Well, especially <laughs> not with like the real, uh, I can't do it. I can't do excited Canadian voice. Like it's, it's impossible to me. Yeah. I don't even, is there an excited Canadian um, yeah, I mean, there has to be, right? Like, Mike Myers? Uh, sh- okay, sure, <laughs> sure. Let's go, you know! Let's, yeah, okay, that was actually pretty good. I, I like that. Sorry to the one Canadian who listens to this. In Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. <laughs> close to Toronto? Yes, yeah. it is close to Toronto. Neat. Yeah. That's where our guy comes from. So. I love it. Good old Hamilton. 
All right. So back to the baseball. Back to baseball. Because we we literally know nothing about it. We actually have Um, Charlie Morton on the mound tonight uh, for the Rays, who's... I I think that his entire existence as a baseball player is awesome. Like, I really, I really, really like Charlie Morton. His whole thing was, he saw Roy Holiday pitch and was like, I'm going to do everything that Roy Holiday does. Everything. The That's wind a smart up, plan. The delivery, the pitch repertoire, everything. If like, you look at them side <laughs> by side, it's nutso. Yeah. He, it, and it fucking worked. Like, <laughs> it worked. What a great plan. I mean, like, it makes perfect sense to do that. It's like, why don't I just do everything that the one of the best players ever does? That seems like the right idea, you know? Because a lot of sports, you can't really do that. Baseball, you can mimic mechanics a lot better. Like, um, because, like, Kobe's whole thing was, I'm going to be Michael Jordan. Right. And he wasn't. He was Kobe Bryant, which is, you know, (laughs) depending on what angle you look at it from is either a good or a horrible thing to be. Um... I've been pretty sure from all angles, it's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, but um, in baseball, you can actually be like, I'm just going to imitate somebody's mechanics. Yeah. To, like, to, the, to a T. And, like, you can probably achieve similar results as long as you have similar, like, physical tools. When uh, Trevor Bauer came up, he was a Tim Litzikam clone. Yeah. Small body, wanted to do the same things. Yeah. Tim Litzikam came out of hiding for Bruce Bochy's last game. He did. I yeah. saw it. It was pretty cool. He looks old. He does look old. (laughs) (laughs) He definitely looks like a dude from Madison Park now. (laughs) Yes. Yes, he does. It's the the soul patch, I think. It's the weird Ted Nugent-y soul patch on a a face that doesn't quite look right. (laughs) (laughs) You you look at him and it's like, something seems wrong. Looks a little bit like a deep fake photo or something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It seems like Tim Lincecum 20 years after, and it's like, it's only been like three years (laughs) since he's been gone. (laughs) But, you know, dude was pretty fucking good at baseball. He was. There was a a good six-year run where he was one of the most dominating pitchers in baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then, you know, as pitchers will do, he just kind of fell off the table. Yeah. Which happens. Happened to Felix two years ago. Yeah, fuck. Felix had his moment. He did. That was uh, pretty cool to watch. It was nice. It was I, very fun. I actually didn't watch it, on, but I watched the replays afterwards. Yeah. It was uh, It was very touching how emotional he felt, because I, th- I kind of wonder if he's going to retire, or if he's going to try and squeeze out another contract year with somebody, or what? I imagine he, was, he should be playing for somebody, but yeah. I don't know. The thing is... MLB offseason is fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. In a normal offseason, he'd get signed, at least have a shot at making a team in spring training. I have no fucking clue what's going to happen. Yeah. If I were, honestly, if I were him, I would consider just retiring. Um, he's, yeah. made, he's made a lot of money in his career. Um, he's got endorsements, I know. Like, There's going to be that itch, though. I think so. As, as, I mean, it's hard to let go. As soon as like, hard Thanksgiving rolls through, he's going to be thinking, fuck, what if I could redeem this whole thing? this yeah. the last two years what if i could come back and rub it in everyone's fucking faces and just put up a solid year and yeah. then just call it yeah just or like, maybe make another two-year contract because <laughs> that would be great too yeah. i don't know like for felix to come out and get, have like a 370 era for a middle table team that would yeah. be all right i, I would, would i would yeah i would call bartolo cologne immediately and be like how the fuck do you keep doing this yeah and Bartolo Colon would be like, uh, I don't know, you just don't work out and don't care. And <laughs> apparently it works out for me. And it's like, 
Okay, I'm gonna have to call. I'm gonna call CC Bathia. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> like, okay, that, that that doesn't work for me at all. I know it's well. It's not like because Felix lost his velocity before he disappeared. Like something else is going on. It's not just like arm strength is gone. I, like I, mean, I think sometimes I think he's having trouble finding his arm slot a lot. I think his movement's not there anymore. I think his spin rate has suffered. Se- Seattle like, Sports Talk Radio has a lot of really inappropriate theories <laughs> that I don't really want to get into <laughs> regarding uh, what he does in it with his his time at night. Uh, yes. That uh, is like, I'm like, ah, oh, that's kind of gross. Like, you don't even fucking know what he's doing. You get the fuck out of here. But yeah. apparently, yeah. No, I've people heard have a, People have a lot of things to say about what he does off the field. Yeah. No, I mean, people have, I don't know. I've heard, I've told you at times some of like the... Um, uh, very dog whistly opinions I've heard from otherwise, you know, very clear cut Mariners fans who will sit there and tell you how they think Ryan Healy's really a pretty good player. <laughs> then, uh... You were bartending the night. One of my favorite ever things that ever happened at, at the bar regarding the Mariners. It was during the uh, perfect game attempt from uh, Mike what? Leak. Mike Leak yeah. and. A ground ball was hit to a player, and he didn't quite get it. And a guy in the back just shouts out, Healy would have had it, and everyone <laughs> just fucking laughs. <laughs> and I'm like, I like these guys. <laughs> uh, the disdain for day. Ryan Healy is real. That was a fun game. That's That was another example of me doing something that seems totally innocuous, but I will always believe we've ruined something that otherwise would have been great. Because as you're aware, I never, ever put the sound on on the TV in that bar for anything unless it's like the Super Bowl or like a Game 7 or something kind of momentous, you know? Yeah. And going into the ninth inning, for the last, I turned the sound on. It felt special. Yeah, um, because it seemed like it was worth it. Everyone was paying attention. Everyone was very excited. So I turned the music off and put the TV sound on. And 15 seconds after I did that, a guy singled between, over second base and broke up the perfect game. Yep. I immediately <laughs> put the music back on and, like, apologized. <laughs> well, it would, see, but it... If it happened, it would have been so tight. Though. Yeah, right? It, would, yeah. it was the right it call been, in the it moment. Been, it yeah. still is the right call, I think. You should do that in the ninth <laughs> inning of a perfect game. You know, you Especially the Mariners. Maybe yeah. Okay, maybe not a no-hitter from, like, the Twins. Yeah. Like, who gives a shit? But I didn't the Mariners do it. game. Is I was watching the game where, uh, right after uh, Tyler Skaggs died, and um, the A's threw that combined no-hitter while everyone yeah. was wearing Skaggs jerseys, I did not put the volume on for that. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. The the angels know the yeah. Oh, did I say the A's? I meant yeah, I meant the A's. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. They're both West Coast teams. With they a both it. It starts yeah. with an A. They have A's on their hats. Yeah, it's whatever. One is green. One is red. One it's has fine. nice colors. One has dumb colors. <laughs> 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 one team spends too much money. The other team doesn't spend any money at all. Isn't insufferable? <laughs> they're both. They're both terrible. They're both. They're both whatever they are. Yeah. But yeah, literally the opposite versions of each other. <laughs> but yeah, so let's get let's get back to MLB postseason. It's now that we've circuitously traveled around it and returned, um, so MLB postseason started yesterday, or as I like to call it, opening day. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so who we got in last night's wild card game? We had the Nationals and the Brewers. That's that sucked. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it was a good game, but it fucking sucked. Yeah. Um, 
if you missed it, a guy made a very critical error in the outfield to surrender three runs to allow the Nationals to go ahead. Um, it was a rookie who had just been called up for AAA uh, to replace Christian Yelich after he broke his kneecap and was actually instrumental in getting them into the playoffs. And yep. then this one play undid a lot of that. Yeah, this is like a kind of situation where I just hope that guy, like, has a very, very, very good future ahead of him. He's supposed to. He, was, he looked really good for the end <laughs> of the year, and um, his teammates are very supportive of him. Yeah. Like, but, yeah. No, it's, that's, it's one of those things that if he was on, like, I don't know, the Cubs or the Red Sox or, like, the some... Like, or the, anyone, anyone with a big profile. Yeah, or, so, or especially, like, a so, so-called cursed team... This would be his legacy forever now. Oh, yeah. yeah. If he was, like, Cleveland's guy. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. yeah, that'd be it. Like, that's the only thing anyone would ever remember unless he hit... Unless he was on a World Series winning team within the next three years. Who are the cursed teams now? It's Cleveland, right? Cleveland, um... I mean, I guess it depends on how you define cursed. A really to... long time without a title. Yeah, but do we want to... But I don't know if you want to talk about, like, teams that have gone a really long time without a title. You, there's a lot of them that just are always bad. Like you throw the pirates in there, but they've they haven't even sniffed a title in years. Yeah, um, you could say the same thing about the Mariners. Um, yeah, you have to go to the playoffs. At yeah, least, yeah, at like least you like can't twice a decade. Yeah, you're not cursed unless you yeah. actually put yourself in position to potentially win a title and never do. Yeah, you have right? to take shots. It's like everyone thought for a while. Everyone thought the Giants were kind of cursed. Yeah, because they'd go to the World Series '89, mm-hmm. didn't work. 2002. Yeah. Fuck that year. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the Angels. <laughs> Fucking Mike, not Mike Trout, Tim Salmon. Fucking garbage. No, that, I'm not talking about that. But anyways, yeah. And yeah. Uh, the Red Sox, obviously, because they went to the playoffs a lot. Yeah. Uh, the Cubs, because they had their opportunities in the playoffs. They probably went a little less than they should have, but they were still only, they were there at least three times. Right. Well, and then you also, like, when you hit that stretch of, like, it's been a hundred years or whatever, like, then sure, you can talk about curses, I think, yeah. I guess. I wouldn't say the Padres were cursed. No. They're I just regular say- bad. I wouldn't say that, and that's what I'd say about Pittsburgh and Mariners. Uh, the Mariners, the Rockies. Um, who else? I mean, well, so- the Rockies. I don't. I wouldn't even say they're bad because they haven't been around long enough for it to like, no, they're, really they're, kick in. That franchise and is only about playoffs, like twenty-five um, years old. They've been in the playoffs a few times, so that's pretty good. Yeah. Diamondbacks, though, ahead of the curve. Fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the Diamondbacks and the Marlins. How dare yeah. you? Yeah. They, can, How dare. they can go to hell. Especially the Mar. I think the Marlins are the most aggressive. The Marlins are the most aggravating team in sports. Like, not just baseball, but in sports. I love how they, like, won a World Series by accident, and then we're like, oh, fuck, that was crazy. And then yeah. six years later, oh, they did it again. <laughs> they did it again. Oh, well. Yeah. That was cool, right? Oh, well, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, like all the good narrative curses in sports now are football teams. I think, um, like the Browns. Yeah, the, the Browns. That's not, a, that's not a curse though, because they're just shit. Yeah, all the but time. like the Vikings. Um, oh yeah, I love that. Yeah, uh, the Bill. You the can Bills, make a case about the Bills. The Bills is tremendous. Yeah, the Bills is a good one. Is one of the best things in the world. Um, who else would be a good choice? Atlanta, like if Atlanta keeps doing things the way they've been doing them, you could put them up there. They had that fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, that's not great. <laughs> yeah. Well, they've been they've been to two Super Bowls in '98. They got just ruined by the Broncos. That like a Super Bowl that was definitely good and fun for everyone to the, watch. The Dirty Bird Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, then of course, twenty-eight to three. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. So. And they're like they've been good for I don't know probably six seven eight years now. Regularly go to the playoffs. Can't break through. Yeah, they've they've got Matty Ice. Yeah, doesn't quite necessarily do it for Ice. He's just kind of a boring dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's I'm, really dull. I mean, he's he's been in the NFL for what eleven years now, and I still think of him as like a two year player. Yeah, he just doesn't seem like anything. He's, um, he's good. He definitely gets his yards. He gets his touchdowns. It's just I don't. Yeah. He doesn't have a personality. If the Titans hadn't turned into a dumpster fire following the uh, greatest show on turf Super Bowl and it continued to be competitive, you could make a case. The fact that that yeah. Titans team never, with Eddie George and uh, McNair, mm-hmm. never like did anything tremendous is crazy to me. It's kind of wild. There was a lot of talent on that squad. Steve McNair was, ama- it was one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch in that he era. He was great. I think that, that I think, like... The early 2000s to mid-2000s, I want to say is like a golden age of the NFL. Yeah. No, that was some of the best... Uh... Favre's still out there. Like, you get the beginning of Peyton Manning's, like, Ray and Tom Brady. You get, you get like, McNair, all these guys. It's like, it was so fun to watch. Michael Vick in his prime yeah. was stupid to watch. So oh, my much. God. Uh, then we found out about Michael Vick, the human being, a little bit more, and that kind of... Yeah. Really bummed everybody not, out. <laughs> not a fan. <laughs> Don't care for him. You get Priest Holmes. You get all of the... Clinton Portis. All these like mm-hmm. amazing running backs. Even Tiki Barber had a moment there. Sean Alexander. You, Just, had, the, you had Troy Polamalu running around with like ridiculous hair. I love that guy. Champ Bailey looking like a cyborg on the... Like patrolling a sideline. Yeah. Like, it really was a golden age of football. <laughs> it's great. I think it was great. I think it was yeah. fucking fantastic. Yeah. There's a great anecdote from Nate Jackson about Champ Bailey. Um, Jerry Rice, the last things, one of the last things Jerry Rice ever tried to do on a football field was um, the Broncos picked him up for a yeah. training camp contract. And this was shortly after they had gotten Champ. And so poor fucking 42-year-old Jerry Rice is lining up across from the best cornerback in football for and trying to run routes. And last, he was like, Nate, was, Nate Jackson was like, he lasted a week. And then he was like, I, okay, I give up. Like, yeah. I mean, it's like, that's Jerry Rice, though. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he's yeah. not going to, he wants, he would he would have rather faced the best if it, if that's what it took to get him to retire. Yeah, no, I think, and I think that's what it did take. Like, having, yeah. to, having to line up across from Champ fucking Bailey and be like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't actually do this anymore. <laughs> like, it's not like, I'm not even competing here. Like, I'm being eaten alive yeah. by this guy. I mean, and in, I mean, Jerry Rice is the greatest, possibly the greatest football player ever walked. But mm-hmm. uh, Champ Bailey's in the conversation as one of the like greatest cornerbacks who ever played the game. Oh yeah, for sure. I loved him. He was one of my. He's probably still my favorite Bronco. Um, he wasn't like, and I always forget that he was on Washington too. Like we got him in a trade <laughs> like for Clinton Portis. He was and, just on the Broncos for a very, very, very long time. Yeah. Well, like there was, we also traded uh, Clint, basically Clinton Portis straight up for Champ Bailey, yeah. and everyone was like, "Oh, I don't know about that. It seems like Washington really fleeced Denver in this one." No, opposite. Um, yeah. Portis, I, like not that Portis was bad. Don't get me wrong. I thought that but, was a bad trade at first. Yeah. Everyone for, did for Denver. I was yeah. like, "You're gonna give up this fantasy superstar." In the beginning of like fantasy football, it was just like <laughs> crazy, yeah. but no, pretty good move. <laughs> we turned out to work out. Turned to work out really well. Um, it wasn't like he we won a Super Bowl with the guy, but 
you know, an, a single cornerback is generally not the piece that puts you over the edge. No. Anyway, it's baseball, like, It's like Ray. four offensive <laughs> Yeah. Um, I like how I managed to turn that into a conversation about the Broncos. Um, well, it is. Yeah. This is kind of how we're a podcast. <laughs> um, so we got Rays and A's tonight. Um, yeah. Also, neither team I would refer to as cursed, although the Rays have been like weirdly good for a little while now. Like yeah. they had some down years in like the early teens, but there were some. They've had some stretches where they're actually a fairly talented squad. Yeah, and the the Oakland A's, their ineptitude in the playoffs is by design, and it's fucking evil. Yeah, no, like, like they're, they're designed just... to make the playoffs, pretend that they're a good team. Have not pay their players what they're actually worth, but keep people interested and keep them looking like they're this like perpetual contender when really they're just selling snake oil. Yeah, it's like me playing fantasy sports. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how did how did uh, baseball league go? Uh, you won. I owe you twenty dollars. The whole fucking thing. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even. I forgot about the money. Hey, whatever. <laughs> Regular like, season champion, baby. <laughs> you do. Have a lot of these titles racked up in our different fantasy I do, yeah. Title. <laughs> like so like I, I said, I am the Oakland A's of fantasy sports. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be like, who's good in the regular season other than the A's? I mean, come on, you've got you got to sell yourself a little better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, the classic example is the 2001 Mariners. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, they're a tire fire organization. <laughs> Um, you could also talk about the Dodgers, who are also in the playoffs oh, this yeah, year. Oh, yeah, the Dodgers and you are could basically a- the modern era, like, oh, we're so good at the regular season, mm-hmm. but we got eliminated in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. No, so they're actually on their way to be the latest cursed baseball franchise at this rate. Oh, I love it so yeah. much. Yeah, the Dodgers, I... Probably the favorites to win the World Series this year. I would yeah, say... Yeah, but they were last year, too. They're the, they've been the favorites for, like, five years now. Mm-hmm. Um, I just... I, I love that they're trash. Uh, everything about them is garbage. The Dodgers are nothing. Tommy Lasorda is shit. The last time they won a World Series, it was the Cold War. No one had the internet back then. It doesn't fucking count. I'm sorry. <laughs> like how that's our cutoff here. This is how my brain what operates. Do you, yeah, what do you mean by internet? Do you mean like, did you have AOL? Yeah, like... no one had AOL, so it doesn't count. That's all I'm saying. If I'm going to be serious with you, like the Dodge, none of the Dodgers World Series counts list. It happened. In the last 20 years, which it did not. If you hadn't set your first aim away message, it's not real history. (laughs) (laughs) If it's not obvious, I'm a Giants fan and I'm not allowed to say anything nice about the Dodgers. (laughs) Even though they're a very, very, very good team that probably should win the World Series this year. Probably, yes. But MLB playoffs, I'm just going to dive in right now. I'm I'm a Yankees guy this year. You're a Yankees guy this year. I was a Yankees guy the past two years, too. You know, it's funny to me that over the last, I feel like over the last maybe 10 years, sort of the anti-Yankees vitriol in baseball has really died down. Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with, like, this new era of baseball fan that's, like, nerdier, more analytically inclined, more leftist. Sure. Uh, There's a huge leftist movement in baseball fandom, which is kind of a weird thing, but it kind of makes sense. Baseball, a hotbed of American pastimes and socialism. (laughs) It really is. It really is. But it's like, my reasoning is, so the Yankees are the opposite of the A's and the Rays. 
they spend money. Yes. They give their fans the best possible product. They do it every year. They are they give their fans a really great stadium. They yeah. do what they spend whatever it takes and it doesn't always work. No. Uh, like it used to in the 90s. But I like that they're just out there fucking doing it. You know I mean? They like, always do. It. Just throw money at the problem and see what happens. And yeah, that's that's indicative of like rampant capitalism, but it's better than exploiting a system that's broken to make billionaires more rich. Yeah. I mean, they've the one thing they have changed is they no longer like just go out and buy all the players. Like, no. They're no, more no. judicious about where they put spend like the $250 million they're going to put into payroll every year. But they do. They still do it all the time. Yeah, I would love know? for them to be super egregious again and get Hideki Matsui and Gary Sheffield and Ronnie <laughs> Clemens. And... <laughs> Who else did they get for that 2004 team that got smoked by the, the Red Sox? <laughs> I forget. <laughs> it was a good team, though. I know. Like Everyone's like, oh, that was a failure. I'm like, no, it wasn't. That's awesome. They got <laughs> all kinds of fucking plays. Gary Tino Sh- Martinez, maybe? Um, no, that's the end of Tino Martinez. They had Jason the Giambi of- at that point. Oh, yeah, that's right. They had Giambi, A-Rod. Yeah. Oh, A-Rod! A-Rod was the there! fucking pickup. <laughs> no, um, he wasn't there for 2004. Yeah, he was. That was his first year. Because he hit the ball out of Bronson Arroyo's hand because he was trying to cheat. Which, to me, good, solid move. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. They say, they say it's only cheating if you don't get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> At least this is what, uh, this is what, uh, actually, even when you don't get away with it, Patriots fans will tell you it wasn't cheating in the first place. In baseball, if you're not cheating, then you're not trying hard enough. <laughs> Everyone's like, been cheating since the dawn of baseball. Stealing signs is a time-honored tradition in baseball. Yeah. Putting, it's just what you do. Putting a fluid on a baseball as a pitcher is what baseball pitchers try and do. Yeah, everyone does. Every pitcher you've ever known. He's trying to get his sweat on that ball one way or another. <laughs> Actually, so I found one of the other things I've found out is, um, you know, they're always cycling through baseballs in a baseball game, right? Yeah. But they don't necessarily get rid of all the balls once they get tossed out of play. Like they get checked by a ball boy and then given back to the umpires at certain junctures and things like that. Um, they use a lot more of them than they would in like a high school game or a college game. Yeah. But there's the same general number of balls um, in play until they get, you know, fouled out in the stands or someone hits a home run or whatever. So pitchers will look for ones that are scuffed in particular ways. Mm-hmm. And they'll actually, like, sometimes they'll throw one back to see if they can get one that has the scuffing they want. Yeah. I mean, when you see a pitcher get a baseball, it's not like he just does nothing to the ball. You yeah. see what a pitcher does physically to a ball. Yeah. He puts his hands on it and is like rubbing on it. Like, they're rubbing he's, him up. He's you know? using his nails to dig into the seams. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's trying to loosen that bad boy up. He's trying to get movement out of it. That's technically cheating, but it's kind of allowed, because it's like, what the fuck are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> like, I love it. Like, fucking awesome. I like yeah, it. I'm just very baseball. into it. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. When I was playing in high school, balls would, sometimes balls would get super fucking dirty, and like, it'd be nighttime. they get really hard to see, and they'd be scratched to shit, so... God knows what they were going to do. Yeah. So we got other teams in, in this... in this. That's right. Um, so the Dodgers are going to play the Nationals, who won their uh, playoff game against the uh, Brewers. That should be a bludgeoning. Yeah. It's <laughs> going to be that, For a team that got into the playoffs by accident. <laughs> That's going to be a fucking bludgeoning. <laughs> yeah. Our other two uh, National League teams are the Cardinals. So if you didn't feel like vomiting yet. Um, and the Braves will play in the other division series. Yeah, my thing about the Cardinals is that they are... Everything everyone complains about the Yankees, 
that's actually they're just complaining about the cardinals yeah like everyone's like oh they're an evil empire they're this they're that they're always getting no it's just that's the cardinals you're describing the cardinals they're this like really really egregious form of like old-timey baseballism and aw shucks everything's the best the way we do it we play the game the right way we do the things the right way and and aw shucks everything works out for us and it fucking does yeah no i mean like the cardinals are this deeply unpleasant form of like baseball elitism where it's like because they follow all of the written and unwritten rules except the ones that don't apply to them uh, (laughs) (laughs) they're they're somehow better or more special than everybody else and like that's what everybody thinks of the yankees but it's what the cardinals actually are yeah that is yeah and everything always works out for the cardinals they're like they're like oh shucks they just luck into matt holiday one year and it's like oh that's our corner that's one of our cornerstones for the next like just by, seven years just by mistake they just traded well oakland traded for matt holiday one year af- from the rockies and then and then oakland gave him they two. basically yeah they flipped him to the cardinals for prospects which yeah. is what they do yeah, yeah. They, yeah and then and then this year they just fall ass backwards into paul goldschmidt one of the best first basemen of the last 10 years <laughs> like, god damn it <laughs> God fucking actually, I'm gonna say the best first baseman of the last ten. He years. might be. Who's better? I can't think of one that's been better for the last. And plus, Paul Goldschmidt has probably been in the league for exactly ten years. Maybe so. Jose Abreu. Yeah, but Jose Abreu came in mid mid decade. Paul Goldschmidt's been here since 2010. Okay, so I'll give him the. All right. I'll give him we'll the give nod. Give Goldschmidt the nod over Abreu. I buy that. Abreu's have been phenomenal in his like 30s, though. It's really been impressive. Yeah, steroid era 30s production. I tell you. Yeah. Um. He's the only good player on the White Sox. So that's oh, cool. you know who's the best first baseman of the last 10 years? Joey yeah. Votto is. Uh. Well. Nah. Okay. <laughs> I'm a big uh, Joey Votto guy. Hmm. I did name one of my fantasy teams Grand Theft Votto. Yes, I remember that. Um, and then I uh, yelled at you and called you. Uh, what did I keep calling you? I don't know. You call me a lot. Logan of Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> about that. <laughs> uh, the the uh, year that I uh, browbeat you into renaming your fantasy team Logan Morrison. Yes, I just did it. <laughs> I forgot about that. I'm, I'm Logan. Everyone, just so everyone knows, I'm Logan Morris. Patrick is Logan Morris. I don't really get it. I know Logan Morrison <laughs> sucks, and I'm like, okay, it's just, I suck. All right, I got it. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I don't know. My fantasy team's name was Patrick is Logan Morrison for like six weeks, and then you just changed your own name to Logan Morrison. It kind of stops. Just, yeah, <laughs> I just I, it's like, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> Oh, man. Who else is in the playoffs besides Logan Morrison? Um, <laughs> the Braves. The Braves, Braves just, yes. Yeah. Who, the young upstarts that should be... They should be cool, is the thing. Like, the Braves are should be really like I likeable. really like their players. Yeah. I like all their players, dude. They're I like super everything er- about the, the players on that team. Akuna. I believe they... Akuna and Osuna. Yeah. Um... They have... Is Freddie Freeman still there? He's always yeah, a fucking Freddie Freeman weirdo. is always a beast. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's like a giant nerdy beast. <laughs> yeah. But then, you have to talk about Braves fans and things that they say and do. It's really just Braves <laughs> fans and the Braves organization because they, they really push this hard. They lean into it. They, they lean really into like the, the racism the really racism. aggressively. <laughs> They're like, hey, how about you? We just 
do the do the do the chop music all the time. Yeah. And it's like, okay, fuck. Like if 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 Acuna gets hit by a pitch, they do a racist chant. If there's a Texas leaguer, they do a racist chant. If the popcorn vendor shows up in your section, they do the chant. It's yeah. racist chant. All the time, no matter you know, what. You know what the worst no, thing is? It's sufferable. It's not even, like, really a chant so much as it is 40,000 people, like, doing an insulting mimicry of, like, a caricature of an entire people's. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, it's not even like they're saying a word that's, like, somehow problematic. They're, like, making a, they're making a sound that's supposed to, like, I'm trying to figure out exactly the words I want. That's just, yeah, it's gross. Yeah. Like, it's supposed to indicate, like, a less than-ism to a yeah. degree. It's, the tomahawk chop yeah. is so, but we've covered this over and over again. We'll continue mm-hmm. to do it because it's fucked up. The tomahawk chop is fucking gross. Just stop. It's like, really it's, bad. The thing is, all they have to do it's is really stop bad. doing it. They yeah. don't have to, like, they don't have a logo problem. They don't have a name problem. Yeah. Like, the Braves is fine. I actually don't even hate the tomahawk logo. Yeah, like it's, it's the racism that happens <laughs> throughout an entire Braves game. Yeah, throughout this from start to finish, hardline racism, and they don't let you not hear it. And their fans are like, "What's the big deal?" I don't know. Literally everything. Yeah, <laughs> just stop doing it. Do literally anything else. Say, how about yay? Let's start <laughs> with hooray. How about how about yeah. how about one of those or a good <laughs> go team. Oh, yeah. I love saying go team at the baseball yeah. game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, big, I'm a big go team guy myself. Go team. Yeah. Let's go Braves. What about yeah. I'm enjoying baseball? Yeah. <laughs> Just, this baseball game is a good time with my friends and or family. Yeah. God. The Braves are just a shit show. I want to like those players, though. I mean, I, I do, do like, like the players. players. Yeah, I do like the players. They're all pretty great. And the, the thing is, too, they're going to be good. This team should be good for a long time. They just locked up, I believe, Asuna on a mm-hmm. way below market contract. I'm not sure what Acuna's deal is right now, but. Yeah. Um, I don't see a lot of guys going anywhere. Um, they have some good young pitchers whose names are getting away. Uh, Mike Soroka um, has been excellent. Um, they've been really, like, they're really good. They picked up Dallas Keuchel. Um Yeah. They were the t- yeah they were the team that went out and signed Dallas Keuchel and he was very good for them and because he's always very good for everyone just sign Dallas Keuchel why did you not do that already yeah um, they have, like they have a good they have a very good team um, I'm not I don't think they're a favorite to win the series no but I, it, but they're I mean, good and they're in a position to compete for it for some time it would not be <clears throat> crazy if they won the World Series no not it, even a little bit it would they're they're I think like in the top four. Okay. I think if if there's a top four, it's Dodgers, Astros, Yankees, Braves in that order. Yeah. Maybe Braves before Yankees, actually. All right. So let's say uh, so. Let's look just at the uh, National League: Dodgers, Nationals. Who you got? All right. The Dodgers are gonna win. Okay. <laughs> By a lot. Dodgers, Nationals. Who do you want? I want the Nationals to win. All right. Which Obviously. one do you want to go with? What do you mean? We're, we're, I'm building a bracket here for you. Oh, I, the Dodgers will advance. Don't take I'm the Dodgers. Gonna, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Ignore you can't homerism reality. your way out of this. Yeah, one, huh? no, yeah. that's nonsense. <laughs> the Dodgers are gonna go. All right, and then uh, Atlanta and um, who was the other team we were just talking? The Cardinals. Who you got? That's weird because Atlanta's more talented, but mm-hmm. the Cardinals are so Cardinalsy in the playoffs. That's true. There's something about the Cardinals in the playoffs that is 
um, Supernatural. If you've ever watched the 2011 World Series, you know what I'm talking about. They have this innate ability to turn the fuckery up. They just the su- they become maximum insufferable in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think they'd win. They used to take turns doing that with the uh, uh, San Francisco Giants. Yeah. You heard Har- of them? You know that team? Yeah, but they the Giants did it in way less dramatic fashion. It's true. Yeah. It was way less like, like, oh my god, oh wow, this was an incredible win in the 15th inning. The Giants do it, and they're like, yeah. <laughs> they won, won three to one. We won <laughs> two to nothing. <laughs> Tim Lincecum pitched a shutout. And then everyone ate tacos, I guess. It was like a 45-minute <laughs> game. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah, the Giants win, I guess. That's how the Giants did their fuckery. It was very boring and not great to watch. Yeah. Um, but the Cardinals, they, they're they just they're nuts. Though. I got the Cardinals in five. They went in a 13-inning like blowout. Paul Goldschmidt. 13-inning blowout. Oh, no. 13-inning <laughs> uh, smoke show. Okay. That's what I wanted to say. All right. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt bunts in the winning run. <laughs> uh, don't tell me how this happens. Off of a position player, don't probably. Don't ask me how this yeah. happens. It just does. And that's how that's going to go. All right. So you got Cardinals, Dodgers, and the uh, NLCS. Who do you got there? Yeah, who do you got there? Um, Dodgers. Dodgers over the Cardinals? Yeah, I I mean, I buy that. Like, the Dodgers staff and their lineup is stacked. Dodgers and seven. Dodgers and seven. I like it. All right. So, as of right now, Tampa Bay and Oakland are playing. We've already covered their shittiness. One Um, of these motherfuckers has a point. Has a baseball point. (laughs) (laughs) He did a baseball point. I see that, yes. <laughs> One point to Tampa. Yeah. Um, the Devil Rays. Um, They're just the Rays now. Yeah, they'll always be the Devil Christian Rays in my heart. Christian really didn't like the name Devil. That is the dumbest shit. I don't know if that's <laughs> actually what happened. I I'm, I could just be making that I mean, up. But I th- if I had to guess. <laughs> honestly, the answer is just that Devil Rays is a super unwieldy name. Like It just doesn't... <laughs> It's I don't I don't even think wildlife when I think Florida. Why are you even like I love the 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 Florida mullet dudes like would make way more sense. The Tampa Bay mullet dudes. The Tampa the Tampa Bay meth conviction. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The Tampa Bay Ford Broncos. So Um, who do I think is going to win this? Yeah, who do you think who's going to win this game? Uh, I fuck. Tampa's already up. I go A's. A's? You're going with the A's? Right. Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman is fucking incredible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is. I know. You traded to me to traded him to me this year for, I think, a sandwich. Um, that sandwich won me a title. <laughs> <laughs> Who did I give you? I don't even remember. Uh, it was a combination of a bunch of players, including yeah. Shohei Otani. Yeah, who, which... I don't know. I'm, I still can't decide whether that or not that was a sa- good idea. That was the sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, who's that? So, well, this team... The winner of this game, who are they going on to play? I'm not even sure. Is it the Astros or the Yankees? Uh, I know it's not the Twins. Let me look at a right proper bracket. (laughs) Yeah. The Astros won 107 games. That is wild. They're really good. (laughs) The American League had 300 game winners. God, the National League didn't have... They had one. Um, A lot of teams aren't trying to win games in the American League. Yo, no, uh, the... The A's would have won every division in the National League except for uh, the West. Yeah. Holy shit. 
A lot of teams aren't trying to win games in the American League. This is so dumb. Anyway, <laughs> so the uh, Astros, so they play the Astros. Which, what do you think about the Astros? Um, they are the most solid team other than the Dodgers in the playoffs. They are top to bottom incredible. Garrett Cole should probably win the Cy Young. They're nuts. Yeah. They have all the talent in the world offensively and on the pitching side. They are fantastic. They're bonkers. They're fantastic. Uh, Jose Altuve didn't have his best year, but he was very good. He's still a former MVP. George Springer was arguably the best outfielder not named Mookie Betts in baseball. Um, the uh, uh, Correa. Correa, who was hurt most of the year yep. and still excellent. Um, still a Verlander. Justin, uh, Lance Berkman. Um, not Lance Berkman. Who's the Berkman they have? fucking crazy you mean Bregman Alex Bregman Alex that'd be Bregman. fucking crazy if they still had Lance Berkman right who by the way was fucking awesome <laughs> he was well Alex Bregman also very good yeah uh, <laughs> Lance Lance Berkman w- is an outspoken homophobe though, oh so we, yes we've talked we're about not, that we're not we're not big fans of no uh, Lance Berkman Lance can Berkman. fuck off Alex um, Bregman however seems like a very nice individual has yet so to far. say anything homophobic <laughs> has yet to say anything problematic so we're good with him he seems, seems, like a great he seems nice continue um, to be great at baseball yeah I don't know I can root for the thing is like I can root for the Astros like I don't have any built-in animosity towards them. I like their players. I yeah, I rooted for them in 2017. Yeah. I think they have a cool stadium, which I know that's a dumb reason to root for somebody, I, but I dig it. Like if the outfield is shaped all weird and a train goes by over on the top. Yeah. Like I like it. And like I like Minute Maid. Yeah, and there's I missed them in the National League. I remember they built it and that was like the return of uh of like weird stadiums that sort of are built to fit the lot cuz like the reason Fenway is made the way it is with that giant, with the green monster and everything, is because they bought that particular plot of land, and in order to put a stadium on it, they had to shape it a certain way. Yeah. And that's, like, and that's why Fenway is the way it is, you know? Yeah. Which I think that, like, that's really cool, frankly. Um, and it's one of the things that makes baseball appealing, is just that the stadiums all take on entirely their own character. Yeah, you know? no, I love that. I, like, and it is one of those in that era of baseball fields that were like, hey, let's be fucking kind of weird. <laughs> like uh, like, like the Giants, um, Oracle Park. Yeah. I keep struggling to figure out what that place is called anymore. I don't know. I just call it, I still call it Pac Bell, but that's yeah. the Padres Stadium, I think. No, no that's Padres three. Is, no. Is, is, uh, Petco. Petco, that's right. And then They have a weird stadium. They do have a weird stadium. It's like, gigantic. <laughs> like, you look at, so I like Coors Field and I like Safeco. Coors Field is nuts. Yeah, like, it's cool, but you look at the dimensions on the field and the way they're set up, they're just these stadiums that are like, okay, it's 335 down the lines, 385 to the gaps, and 410 to straightaway. Mm-hmm. Or, like, 395 to the gaps, or whatever. Um, like, the dimensions on the field and, like, the spot, like, the walls and the, ob- like, sort of the obstacles of the stands in the outfield are all extraordinarily, like, generic. Yeah. Which, there's nothing wrong with that exactly if you put something interesting around it. Which they, But it's cooler when you have some weird shit like... You have the left field stands, or bleachers, at Minute Maid that kind of jut out about 15 feet into left field. And there's a train there. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, it's cool. Like, it's fun. Or like in San Francisco where there's like, okay, they have this brick wall and a short porch... 
in right field, but holy shit, it's really high. But if you hit it over it, it's the fucking bay. (laughs) And it's like, oh, damn, that's kind of fucked up. All right, cool. And there's also no bullpens. They just... Just, I don't know. You don't need them. You don't need them. do warm up on the field. It'll be fucked up. (laughs) Everyone will get injured. No, like, weird, weird stadiums are cool. And, like, baseball's the only place where you can just have a field that is a weird shape you know yeah as long as there's as long as the infield is the right size it really doesn't matter where you put the fucking fences you know do whatever you want doesn't matter i'm I a big it. fan yeah, i'm I a big it. fan uh so the astros uh they are the best team in the american league um i i like okay so i have them beating i have them beating whoever would win oh right. the a's yeah you took the a's but you, it really doesn't Honestly, you have the Astros over either one regardless, I assume. And then we go Yankees-Twins. Yankees-Twins. You've already said you're rooting for the Yankees this year. We talked about why. Because they actually go out and do, like, good spending money stuff and try to be good all the time. And Aaron Judge is awesome. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. That guy. Is Giancarlo Stanton going to be back for the playoffs? Uh, I'm not really sure what's going on with him. Aaron Judge is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. Um, And then we have the Twins... Okay. Great team. Sure. Underdog. If you if you are one of those people that perpetually picks the underdog, if like you go into every every Super Bowl and you're like, uh, which is the team that's not likely to win? It's the I'm rooting for those guys. And then you are probably a Twins fan this yeah. playoffs. Uh, they set a record for most home runs in the regular season this year by a lot, like yeah. by a huge margin. Maybe I should just go look at the Twins. The Twins like. Fangraphs right now and see what the fuck is going on with that team. Oh no, Nelson Cruz is on the Twins. Ah, good old Nelson. <laughs> that guy is fucking amazing. <laughs> he had forty-one home him. runs. Yeah, thirty-eight-year-old Nelson Cruz at forty-one home runs. He is awesome, and I love him. More Nelson Cruz Max in my life. Kepler, Jorge Max Kepler. Any any relation to Gabe Kepler? Kepler. No, because it's two different last names. Mm. <laughs> See, I screwed that one up pretty bad. <laughs> pretty bad. Yeah, they have a lot of pop on that team. Uh, I still go Yankees. I mean, you, I think you have to. It, like, until proven otherwise. Yeah, I'm a big fan. All right, so you ha- then have Yankees-Astros in the ALCS. That is a very exciting matchup. Yeah. Who you got? Ideally, I want the Yankees to win, but realistically, the Astros win. They have the pedigree. They have everything. They just... They have everything you need to win that series. They're the best team in the American League by so much. All right. So that leaves you with a Dodgers-Astros World Series. Um, Oh, no. I got Dodgers, Dodgers, uh, Nationals, then... Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Dodgers, Dodgers. Strohs, which is a match, uh, rehash of 2017. Yeah, which worked out quite well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah. Who who won the World Series last year? I don't even remember. The Red Sox. Oh, that's right. That's terrible. I hate that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no wonder I forgot. Um, so who? You, all right. So Dodgers, Astros, World Series. Who you, who you take? The Astros win again. Astros over Dodgers again. Quite easily. All right. Actually. Four game like sweep. Four game sweep. Well, there's this thing that's gonna kick in, and that's just general Dodger ineptitude is going to creep its way into Clayton Kershaw's brain, and he's just going to go out there and lose two games. So this, uh... 
in a series, I, I have him due to lose two games. All right, I love that, first of all. <laughs> um, and it also helps answer my follow-up question, which is, who's the most cursed team in baseball? It sounds like you think it's the Dodgers. They are. Yeah. Well, why are you trash all the time? Why are you amazing <laughs> and also trash all the time? How come... How come you haven't won a World Series with all this amazing, amazing teams? Don't forget the money. Players. Don't forget having billions upon billions so of money. dollars. You even have Magic Johnson's greatness <laughs> in ownership, and yet that can't get you a title. How many amazing... You have legitimately like all-star caliber players at almost every slot. How, is it, how are you not winning titles? I'll tell you how. Dodger ineptitude. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm I'm a hater. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they have proven nothing. They have never shown any reason to believe that you should have faith in them to come through. My favorite Dodger fans are the ones who are like, "Oh, I'd rather have I'd rather have 10 years of solid teams than three world championships." And I'm like, "Oh, no honey. you wouldn't. Oh, oh shut up. Sweetheart, come on. you would trade all that shit for one. To have a parade through downtown LA. Counter argument. Actually, that this way they'd have a parade through Silver Lake. <laughs> Where is there a downtown LA? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is. There is. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna say, like, I feel like LA is very spread out. There's very few concentrated downtown. It would be a wild parade. They would have to parade through different neighborhoods. I think. Yeah, it'd be very difficult they need to do. The, yeah. What do the Kings do when they win for a parade? Oh yeah, that's right. They could just copy what the Lakers and Kings do because they actually win titles. <laughs> I guess, yeah. yeah. Just do whatever that is. Yeah. Um, do whatever the good teams do in your in your city. Your awful, awful, awful city. I actually really like LA. Really? I hate <laughs> it. I, I genuinely don't I like I love Los being Angeles. there. I like the food. Uh, Koreatown's amazing. It's great. I mean, that's fair. I've never had, like, I don't know. I haven't spent that much time in LA, but I've I mean, never, I've never it enjoyed it. Like, yeah. yeah. There... I don't like L.A. for the same reasons I don't like New York City, um, which I just, as, and Chicago, for that matter, like, I just don't, I find them very overwhelming and very, like, up on their own airs of, like, I'm from one of the big three American cities. I fucking hate it. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. Like, I can deal with sort of, like, the New Orleans or, uh, or... Like, even Seattle-style self-importance of, like, we're an important city, in the, but we're very small and very insular. Like, yeah, because yeah. I can just tell you, to like, yeah, shut the fuck up. Nobody cares, because no one does. Yeah. Um, but with when you look at, we start talking about New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago, everybody's very into it, especially because they've sucked in these giant metropolitan areas. They're like, I'm from Chicago. Like, no, actually, you're from Wisconsin. You're just technically in the greater metro area. Yeah. Um, yeah, fuck those places. I hate... I. Actually, I'm just being, I'm very much being a uh, antagonist about this, but I don't care. Mm -hmm. I truly feel this way. San Francisco's vibe is, hey, we're San Francisco. Everyone thinks we're soft, but you want to eat a bunch of meat and do some drugs later? <laughs> and you're like, maybe the first part. <laughs> I don't know. It depends on the drugs. It's, what kind of drugs you got? Everything. everything? Right. <laughs> San Francisco, it's everything. Every baseball team is bad now, except for the ones we just talked about. Yeah, uh, more teams are tanking than ever. Why? Why is this happening, and why is it ruining everything? Because there's no consequence to being bad at baseball. To From an owner's perspective, 
because of the way profit sharing works, because of the way um, the league works, TV deals, stuff like that, you can be very, 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 very profitable as a baseball team while also being absolute trash. Yes, that is true. You have many means of salary suppression. You have all kinds of crazy shit working for you. It's just very profitable to be a baseball owner. Yeah, it doesn't matter. If not, you're good or, it doesn't matter if you're good games. or not, really. Yeah. Like so, the Cubs are actually actively cutting payroll, um, despite being not even three years ago a World Championship caliber squad. Um, yeah, the Red Sox won a championship last year. They're talking about cutting payroll and are talking about getting rid of Mookie Betts. Yeah, they're going to move Mookie Betts. Which who normally... Yeah, like, I will find a way to pay for him and yeah. start my own baseball team that will only have Mookie Betts on it. And I'll be better than half of the American League. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I'm about to tweet at the Giants, trade everything you can for Mookie Betts. He's I don't incredible. give a fuck. Well, it's, it kills me because, like, that's sort of the, like, great ideal of a baseball team is to have someone like a Mookie Betts who is a homegrown talent who you drafted, came up through your farm system, and is now a superstar for your club. But because they don't want to pay for him anymore, they're going to trade him. Yeah. That's, it's nuts. I, you would never hear this 10 years ago. Mm-mm. Hell no. If they if you told someone, oh, we're not going to pay Mookie bets, everyone would look at you like you were an insane person. And now everyone's like, oh yeah, that seems like a smart economic decision based on your expected win-loss yields over the course of the next 27 years. Yeah. I um, mean, because he's only really going to be a major leaguer for the next 18. So those next nine years, you really got to prepare for the, you know, the 2035 season. Yeah. The, 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 the whole statistical baseball revolution is fucking dumb. Yeah. It's great. It's good because people are smarter, but it's also dumb because people are so smart that they're basically rooting for ownership. And we talk about this a lot. Right? Yeah. Well, it's, it's also created this thing where ownership's trying to outsmart the market in such ways that, like, really, if you wanted to have the best baseball team of all time right now, all you have to do is be like, okay, you don't want these players, I'll get them. I mean, it's fucking weird because that the Cubs are doing this when their whole formula to break the curse was to go spend money. Yeah. Was to get the best talent. They they drafted good talent. They traded for Rizzo from the Padres. They paid good money to they, keep those players they, there. They paid money to keep those players. They, 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 they purchased players like John Lester and... and Gordon or Gordon Hayward, J- Jason Hayward, <laughs> Gordon Hayward would be a Tampa mistake. Bay did two more points. Oh shit! Tampa Bay's up three. They did a home run. Looks like uh, Oakland's not looking so good. I still say Matt Chapman hits an eight-run home run because that's a possibility. Someone just described what happened here as Cabrera-type power, and I don't know what the fuck that means. It means power to all fields, inside-out power, opposite field power. Pull power. Oh, so like power hitter type power. Yeah. Basically, oh, this guy's <laughs> really good at hitting baseballs, is what that guy should have said. Yeah. But anyway, <clears throat> there's a whole thing about, actually, I realized um, there was a primer that I read for talking about the postseason, and it was comparing every player on, every star player on every playoff team to a player from like 
15 years ago. So it's like, this guy's yeah. Derek Jeter. This guy's so-and-so. This guy's Miguel Cabrera. And I think baseball is kind of self-conscious about itself and realizing, like, a lot of people are watching for the first time in 15 years. <laughs> and, and and we don't know what to do. We're like, this guy's like a Derek Jeter type of situation. So he's a middle infielder that's pretty good at everything. You know what you could actually say about that is, you know, they brought him up as a shortstop. He's got excellent power to the opposite field. Not an excellent pole hitter, but a good contact guy. Great range out in the middle of the infield. Um, exciting to see him develop. Right now, he's only uh, batting about 260. He's got an on-base percentage, running around about 330, which you could stand to see tick up. He's not hitting a lot of doubles. He's pretty much a singles home runs guy. So we want to see that OPS tick up a, a bit over the next couple of years of his career. But a lot of upside with this young man, and we're very excited to see what, him, what he develops into. That's not what they did. <laughs> they're, they're, they don't. They don't have the. They don't. They. I. They don't have the trust in their own product necessarily, and like they. They're scared of people not knowing who any of these players are. Where it's like, look, people know what good baseball yeah. players look like. They're just yeah, gonna but see it when they see it, and you have to let them see it. Yeah, and the other thing too is like if you're selling a product, your job is to tell us who these players are. Yeah. Explain it to me. Tell me who the hell Ronaldo Martinez McGilvra yeah. the fifteenth is. Because I'm interested because yeah. he looks like he's hit seven home runs in seven games. I would like to learn more about him, please. Don't just say like, oh, yeah. he's the next Albert Pools. Well it's like that doesn't really tell me anything. That just tells me you you're not confident in my ability to. Know he's the like next him. Albert. He's the yeah. next Albert Pujols. So he's going to be good for nine years. Sign a contract with the Angels and then completely drop off the table. Rad. Yeah. Aw, Albert Pujols. I love Albert Pujols. That was me. I was. I'm sorry. I'm being mean to Albert Pujols, but let's face it. His career arc was what I just described. He is high key washed. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it was nine years. I think he did a good like. 13 years. No, he was yeah. he was better for longer than I'm giving him credit for, and yeah. he's still like a solid like league average first baseman. Yeah. But he's not Albert Pujols anymore. No. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> not even a little bit. Is there any way so is there any way to fix baseball tanking? Cuz I don't, first of all, does baseball tanking accomplish anything? Uh I mean so, it doesn't accomplish the things competitively that that they want fans to think. So, can, like, so let me clarify. Can I clarify right a little bit about yeah. what I mean? Because, um, like, if I see a football or a baseball team tank, it makes slightly more sense because the top end of a draft. Well, actually, it makes less sense in football because rosters are so deep and there's mm -hmm. so many teams that get good off of late round picks. Um, but. Um, at least it's understandable when you have like that blue chipper uh, quarterback and you desperately need a quarterback, right? Yeah. And then in basketball, basically, regardless of positional need, taking the best player available is always a good idea. So if you get to pick first and take the absolute best player available, yeah, I see. That's I mean, that's a win. Like you draft in the top five, you're probably going to get a pretty great player. You're going to get a good player. Like, are they going to be you know on a superstar? Eh, you know that part's if a toss they, up. But they're going to be if they good. get them and you pair them with someone else, yeah. you're a you're a contender. Yeah, so, just like that. That's all it takes. Yeah. So tanking makes some sense in those leagues. Yeah. In baseball, I don't personally see it because the guys being drafted are being drafted as sort of a set of tools, which in baseball is an extraordinarily vague thing. Yeah. Um, well, it's because 
tanking in baseball is selling snake oil. Mm-hmm. You were like, you were pretending that you're do that. This is this mathematical process that is going to ensure greatness. When in reality, you're cutting costs to make your your owner more money. That's what this sure. is. That's what the Mariners are doing. Yeah, no, that's what the exactly Mariners what are doing. Like, well, there, there was a shoot. I think it was Seattle Times did a write up today about the Jerry to put a step back. Yes. which he never called it a step back, but everyone else did. And it's, is that you know, anything it's like big. the James Harden step back? No, because James Harden step back results in three points, maybe four. <laughs> whereas Jerry Depoto's step back results in one more year of him being the racist general manager of the <laughs> Seattle Mariners. Speaking of which, we still haven't seen uh, any disclosures from the L- Lorena Martin civil case, which means we probably never will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yeah. So that just sucks. don't forget. A uh, high-ranking member of the uh, Seattle Mariners uh, training and conditioning staff feels that this team is run by a bunch of racists. Not only her, but uh, two other scouts yeah. in the Dominican. Multiple also other people. Multiple employees of Jerry DePoto believe he's a racist. So if, you, if, you're into, in, if you're into believing people who say things and have something on the line, then, you know, that's some good information for you to know if you're one of those people that's like oh that's not enough for me then well you can eat shit yeah there's a there's a go fuck yourself in here somewhere yeah Uh. (laughs) go eat shit i guess but back to the the mariners are tanking yeah um they're doing so in a very meticulous weird way where they're trying to sell you this idea that this is a process they're they're trying harder than i think any other team to sell you on the idea that this is going to lead to success. Yeah. Because they tanked in a fucking way a year ago that's kind of inexplainable and egregious. Where they took a team that had one of the best records in June, they kind of tailed off, did not meet expectations, but had all the talent in the world, and decided to throw the whole thing away. Yeah. And then continue to throw away the pieces that they got from throwing it away. Their whole their whole thought process behind <laughs> doing it was like, these guys are too old. Yeah, 28-year-old. Like, Mitch Hanniger was thought of as the jewel of that team. Yeah. Like, just an absolute get for Jerry Depoto Until we've realized that Kettle Marte, the dude he traded for him, is actually a better player. Yeah, Kettle Marte had an amazing year. <laughs> Kettle Marte was like, I think probably top 10 in the entire league in wins above replacement. Yeah. I mean, Mitch Hanniger was great. He did spend his entire, uh, not the entire, but like a solid two-thirds of the season out with a ruptured testicle. Not great. Uh, not great. <laughs> not great, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> like, every, everything about it is just as bad as it sounds. No, uh, no one's <laughs> mad at Mitch Hanniger, the human being. No. He's a great player. Great dude. I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've got, I got no reason to say he isn't, yeah. so we'll just say that he is so that we're covered on this one. But it looks pretty bad for DePoto if um, the your one trade that you made so far that has been proven to be an amazing get actually turned out to not be so great. Yeah. And now you're... Mitch Hanniger's been very good, but he does not look like he'll be Kettle yeah. Marte good. Kettle Marte's younger and better. Yeah fucking sucks to be jerry depoto <laughs> i do like how uh jerry depoto traded all of his uh farm system players for established veterans and then decided all of those established veterans were too old and traded them all for like basically jared kellenick yeah jared kellenick <laughs> justice sheffield uh crawford uh, yeah 
Uh, there's just they have a lot of players in their system, and they did replenish the farm, but there's a huge cost there. And also, what's to stop him from just trading those guys too when he decides that they're too old because he realizes aging is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's very weird. I don't really get like the love that Jerry Depoto gets from Mariners fans. I think that they're like so entrenched in failure every single year that the idea of not failure even though it really is failure seems really good to them they just, it just seems they like it's have, all gonna work their somehow. expectations are so fucking low that being lied to sounds real great <laughs> <laughs> they're like at least someone's lying to me now yeah as opposed to just like not even acknowledging that i'm in the room yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like your house is totally on fire right now but at least there's a dude saying, everything's great. Your house is being renovated through flame. <laughs> this is just the more, most efficient <laughs> way to take that wall out. Also, these other three walls. And they're not actually going to come up with physical walls, but metaphorical walls, which will increase your homelessness. <laughs> <laughs> we have this concept for walls somewhere down the line. We're going to take um, a step back on your housing. Yeah. <laughs> Some Mariners fans are being told right now. Uh, it's not even just them. Like, I think Orioles fans are sort of being told the same thing. <laughs> oh my god. Like, <laughs> like, the Orioles are so bad. It's just, it's they make the Mariners look pretty great. <laughs> they do. They really do. And like, and, but these aren't even the only ones. Like, there's so many awful baseball teams. Miami, for example. Um, yeah, Miami, Baltimore, uh... The Giants are tanking. The Gi- yeah, sure, but they're they, not even good at that. Well, they failed. At t- they either <laughs> failed at tanking, or they're like really good at rebuilding. I'm gonna say no, they failed at rebuilding, or they're really good at tanking. One of those. Two. <laughs> I forgot. One of the. It's a mismatch of those things. It's whatever it is they did. They did it in the wrong order. Either um, way, they didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> and Madison Bumgarner sitting there like. I guess I'm walking then. Yeah, like the Rangers are like didn't even pretend to be good. They had one good pitcher, Mike Miner, um, who uh, like they were just gonna trade him in the middle of the year, despite him being under contract for a little while. Yeah, at a relative bargain, and they are just like, no, we don't want to be good at, like at all. So they had All Star Hunter Pence, who they signed by accident. Yeah, they were like, we signed you because you're bad, and he's like, well, I'm good, and they're like. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Can you be less good? Oh God! Speaking of Mike Miner, did you see the thing with uh, the Texans, or not the Texans, but the Rangers and uh, the Red Sox? No. So, Mike Miner pitched 200 innings this year. It was on the verge of getting his 200th strikeout. That's fucking great. Yeah, isn't that cool? Yeah. So. The Rangers left him in the game, in a game where he was not, you know, he was doing okay. But there, if you were trying, if you were really trying to win the game, you would have pulled him by now. Mm-hmm. So that he could, because he had 199 strikeouts. The Red Sox, in just really classic baseball bullshit, decided that instead of trying to win the game on their end... We're just going to swing at the first pitch every at bat and get out on purpose so that Mike Miner couldn't get his 200th strikeout. (laughs) (laughs) How washed are you? You're so washed. (laughs) 
They won a title last year. They were the best team in baseball coming into this season. And now they're like, let's fuck with the dude who's better than us. Now, <laughs> on this, the gets, shitty team. this gets even better. Um, Did someone complain? What happened? Oh, oh, I can't wait to tell you this. I can't believe you don't know this already. Uh, so, a guy fouled a pitch off. Uh-huh. If I'm going to see if I remember this right, but I believe that there was an 0-1-1 count on a particular Red Sox hitter. Mike Miner throws another pitch, and the guy swings at it because he's trying to put the ball in play to get out so he can't mm-hmm. be struck out. And he pops it up in foul territory, where it should be an easy play for the first baseman to catch the ball and get him out. And the first baseman lets the ball drop. Like, just actively does not catch it so that it's strike two. You are washed. <laughs> like, everyone's washed in this scenario. <laughs> at this point, the Red Sox manager, like, starts screaming obscenities at the Rangers guys for not trying, even though they are also actively not That's trying. <laughs> Everything about this is fucking agree from both sides. <laughs> at which point, the umpire is basically like, fucking enough of this, and even though the next pitch misses the strike zone by solidly eight inches, just calls it strike three, and the <laughs> Rangers immediately take Mike Miner out of the game. <laughs> what the fuckery, man? I mean, this is why baseball seasons are too fucking long. <laughs> shit like this happens. It's just ridiculous. They need to cut this shit down by, like, 40 games. I'm telling you, it's I don't so want to see a baseball dumb. game until May. Yeah. Stop. Everyone stop it. Everyone stop this right now. Like, I love baseball. I love baseball so much. I don't want to fucking see a 162-game season anymore. I watch too much baseball. I watch... I usually... I. In the last few years, because the Giants are bad, like I stop watching in September because I'm just like, nah, fuck it. it's over. None of this matters. I'll watch in October again. Nah, this is stupid. I get mad and I, I, I throw a little fit and I stop watching. It's too much baseball. <laughs> it takes up too much of my life. So, yeah, I guess in conclusion to that story, I want to drag the Rangers and the Red Sox, both of them, for actively not trying to win a baseball game in order to uh, reach and or prevent a random-ass milestone that's not that important, ultimately. Yeah, it's not even a great milestone. <laughs> and uh, I want to hype the umpire for being like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get this over with. It's like a joke that a, a, an entire professional game in the regular season means nothing to that mm. point where everyone's just making it up and kind of just not trying to win and the umpire has to basically invent a conclusion mm-hmm. to make this thing end. Yeah. That's really bad. That's like a kind of that's hugely embarrassing for you. <laughs> Can you imagine if that happened in the NFL? Where like we've got a week 16 matchup between the Colts and the Bengals and no one's actually trying to play. <laughs> we've they've taken a knee in the first quarter. <laughs> Oh, that's another knee. <laughs> and that's another... And fourth down, now we're going to the punt squad. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a fair catch. No one ran down the field, so interesting that he would fair catch that. And so we're going to see the uh, Cardinals now at their first chance. Oh, they're taking a knee. Well, with uh, 14 minutes left in the first quarter, um, we're going to switch over to a different game. <laughs> <laughs> Bengals quarterback Andy Dalton enjoying a cheeseburger and a hot dog. 
in the huddle. <laughs> they're I, just there. I think they're just going to let the play clock run out on this one. He is double fisting a cheeseburger <laughs> and a hot dog. What's he got for toppings? I don't know. But that's two meat products. You got to respect the guy. <laughs> you got to respect him. Out, play clock ran out. That's a flag. <laughs> <laughs> and they're uh, back out on the field. Uh, they're, no, they're actually not on the field. They're just standing on the sidelines. They are waving the beer man down. They are uh, <laughs> They are getting a bunch of Coors Lights. Um, they are, they're going out on the field with said Coors Lights. And, yeah, they're going to snap the ball and take a knee. All right, Mike, let's throw it over to you. Well, the Bengals linebacker, he is eating an edible, which I would have thought was just a starburst, but he says, and he just tweeted right now, I'm about to take this edible, see you in one hour, dummies. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fucked up. <laughs> what would the troops think, Mike? What would the troops think? That they want that edible too. And now, six hours of commercials for the army. <laughs> America. Bravery. Bombs and stuff. <laughs> Join the army for, I don't education, I guess. I don't know. Tell your mom education, but really, <laughs> bravery and guns. <laughs> Tell your mom education. Oh, that's, that's dark. Yeah, I, 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 I might have turned a corner on that we one. Are, we are in a perpetual war. <laughs> <laughs> we are in, since 2001. 2000 forever war mm -hmm. they call it yeah 18 years yeah. um on september 12th uh this year uh people who were not born on the day that the war with afghanistan sort of i mean you could say started but it yeah. really took a little time after that uh they can now enlist to go fight in that same war oh that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck we live in dark times neat right did you ever read 1984 yeah, yeah. Oh, guess what book you live in now? Shit. Um, we got here from baseball teams don't want to win. And neither does America. <laughs> America. <laughs> America's tanking. <laughs> America is tanking. We are uh, tanking for the number shit. one overall pick in the climate change draft. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the world doesn't reset after we destroy it. <laughs> does anyone know that there's no season two of Earth? Welcome to Humanity, Season 2. I'm in horrible pain! And that was that. We got cancelled after one episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Let's see what's happening in this baseball game. Oh, a commercial. Hey, it's Jared Goff? It's is that Jared, Jared Goff? Goff? It should be Johnny Hecker. Johnny Hecker is the best player on the Rams. Not Todd Gurley. Have you paid attention to what Todd Gurley is doing? He can't seem to actually run a football. It's kind of weird, right? Also, uh... I mean, it's really early in the season. I forget you yeah. pick it up. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I don't know. Jared Goff is just, uh, like, a guy wearing a headset attached to Sean McVay's microphone. He's a dude who is very good at doing the one thing that his coach tells him to when it, the job is aired out. Yeah. When it's throw the ball really far and a very talented person might catch it, Jared Goff's like, got it, coach. And yeah. then, you know, he does his thing. Meanwhile, Johnny Hecker, like literally the punter on the Rams, might be the best straight-up football player on the Rams. He's far and away the best punter in the league. Having a good punter is good. Yeah, it, I mean it's a it's a totally underrated thing. It really is. I mean, I would I will stand up for punters. I believe punters. 
Everyone in football wants to shit on punters. I will tell you that as a guy who worked for a very bad Division Three football team in college, we had a pretty good punter. And yeah. there were moments when that guy actually gave that team chances to win that they would not have other, otherwise had yep. by kicking really good punts. The Harbaugh Niners were anchored by Andy Lee. An amazing punter. Because they they're all about having a mediocre offense and a really good defense. When you're built around shit like that, you need a punter for field position. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not going to score that field goal <laughs> next next possession. Your offense might be shit, <laughs> but if you have a decent-ish defense and you make the other team start with the ball on the five every time... Yeah. You've you're, you're got a good chance to win that football game. Yeah, no. Punching's great. When all you have to do is not give up a 95-yard drive. Yeah. Punting is good for I'm with you. you. Do more punting, everybody. Except when you shouldn't. Yeah. Because of math. So the NBA is about to happen. Um, the most exciting sport. Currently my favorite sport right now. I do I like how we've, again, skipped over the fact that NHL literally starts right now. Yeah, yeah, they're doing that. <laughs> uh, the NBA, though. Three weeks, baby. Three weeks! We're out here. We got Lakers, Clippers opening up the season. Kyle Kuzma broke his foot. Yeah, not great for Kuz, but, you know, he got that Puma endorsement, so he's doing pretty good. Yeah. Why did it's, he pick Puma? Thank, I don't know. I don't know. Thankfully, like, foot injuries in tall wing players very rarely lead to long-term issues um, over the rest of their career, causing yeah. them to miss extended periods of time and um, also potentially have to retire early. Doesn't tend to affect, like, their ability to play the game the way they've learned it their entire lives. Doesn't, have to, doesn't make them change their entire conception of where they exist on a basketball court. Um, and like, thankfully the Lakers also didn't trade every single other young player on their roster, not named Kyle Kuzma, um, just to see him suffer this, like an injury that could potentially like affect him for the rest of his, uh, very young career. I think he'll be fine. <laughs> I do feel really, I do he's feel really bad for Kyle Kuzma, just, by the way. He's actually technically a big, so. <laughs> yeah. Foot injuries on bigs. Not great. All right. Fuck. As you would say, not great, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to have my own... Remember Greg Oden? No, and that's Sa the problem. Yeah, same injury. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, and that's the problem. Uh, um, Jimmy Butler is on social media telling everyone about how he gets up at 4.30 in the morning to work out. I'm shocked. I'm just glad that Jimmy Butler knows how to use social media. I imagine he's just like a very, very, very old crabby dude. In a young man's athletic body. <laughs> like, Jimmy Butler is just an, an angry person on Reddit. Jimmy Butler spiritually life. stormed the beaches at Normandy and is now mad at the youths. Yeah, no, for real. Yeah. Jimmy Butler is an angry old dude. In a 27-year-old's body. <laughs> Jimmy Butler bought a house in the suburbs in 1952 and has spent a lot of time on his damn garden. So get the fuck out of it and stop hitting wiffle balls in there. Jimmy Butler wish everyone would be more like Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Butler thinks that uh, Twisted Sister was pretty racy. Jimmy Butler's a Derek Jeter guy. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Butler plays the game the right way. Now that I think about it, everyone should be a Derek Jeter guy. He was pretty good. And he, Derek Jeter there was, was a lot of hubris there, and I like it. Derek Jeter was alright. He was, was fun, at least. Hubris. Yeah. It's like the kind of hubris you only hear about after his career is over, like the Yajits. I mean, like now yeah, the Yajits, um, the fact that he just like bought the Marlins even though we couldn't afford it, and then like 
stripped everybody's money away from them. That is like amazing hubris <laughs> where like you bought a team and are like, oh fuck, this was a bad investment. I have to cut costs everywhere. Derek, like the Marlins are the only baseball ownership where I'm like, I don't know if anyone's a billionaire there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure they are. Like, usually I'm like, oh, these billionaire owners and the Marlins. I'm like, the last guy was. And now he's even more of one. <laughs> but uh, but you guys, guys, I don't know yet. One I'm day sure you guys, one day you'll be evil. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you have like multiple millions of dollars. But yeah, I don't think you have billions of dollars. Oh God, fuck. Yeah, they just—they're just some dudes who made a really bad investment, <laughs> and they're getting owned. God, I would. You know, I would love. This is this is bad because this is this is a bad thing to want because it would have a very <laughs> negative impact on like a fan base that doesn't deserve it. I'm just excited for what you're going to say. <laughs> but I would love to see a sports owner declare bankruptcy <laughs> because of their sports team that they couldn't afford. Oh. He traded the National League MVP Literally the off season before he became the MVP. Yeah, that's brutal. Christian Yelich, he he traded. He, tra- he got um, rid of Christian Yelich. He got rid of D Gordon. He got rid of Giancarlo Stanton. He got Asuna. rid of Pablo Asuna. Um, that's and then and then later J T Real Muto. Yeah, that's right. So all five all stars. It's crazy every single it's one like, of those guys all stars. Jeez. Can you imagine having a team with those five players? Jeez. On it? All you had to do was sign a bunch of role players, <laughs> <laughs> like to minimum deals, like one million at the most for some of these. Bring guys. up some guys out of your farm system. You're like you're going to play next to five of the best players on the planet. You'll be pretty good. It'll be fine. There is some amazing. There apparently in the last couple of years there were some amazing power hitters just kind of floating around they all play for the giants now and they're just kind of mediocre power hitters but <laughs> it's they exist you know what those players would be really good on a team <laughs> with christian yelich stanton osuna jt real muto jt real muto and d gordon and d gordon Although D Gordon's not so good, D right Gordon now. has fallen off a little bit. But I think there's something he doesn't to know be... how to get on base anymore. Yeah, I think. Well, I think there's a little bit to be said about the fact that he's now moved from a hitter's park to a pitcher's park. He just doesn't know how to get on base anymore. Yeah, he doesn't. He swings at everything. He's a uh, he's a uh, each, he's Ichiroing it, but he's not Ichiro. Yeah, he's Ichiro without all the contact and the the, the batting average and the getting hits and the making the the crazy catches in the outfield and the and the being loved by everyone. Yeah, Actually, that, you know what? He is loved by he, everyone. Everyone loves D Gordon. D Gordon is yeah. loved by everyone. Um, one of my one of the craziest stats I ever heard about Ichiro Suzuki, and I don't know if this is true. This might not be the case. But... <laughs> I might have just made this up, but. No, that's something someone actually <laughs> told me. Okay. So I didn't make it up. Someone else might have. Okay. But uh, that um, that year that he set the hits record, he only swung and missed five times. What? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Hold on. I want to read this. Okay. What is it? 260-something hits? Did I over... Did I undersell it or oversell it? No, no, no. There's it clearly it clearly called something up here. No, don't autoplay a video, Fox. <laughs> Fox, don't you fucking do that. I can't do it again. That's so much editing. <laughs> you should just chop out the singular moment of the video playing, so that there's this weird hiccup in the track. Okay, no, it doesn't have anything about it. Um, I believe you. Let's just say. It's, let's just let's say, just say it's right. Let's just say that's right. Why? 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 
why not add to the 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 greatness of Ichiro, the legend? I will I will say anything that increases the legend of Ichiro Suzuki, goat. Yeah. But the NBA. <laughs> this has been the most baseball centric podcast we've done. I think. Yeah, I mean, usually nothing when is we, happening when in the NBA. There's do, no drama. When we try to do baseball-centric podcasts, we float to, like, the NBA, naturally. And now yeah. that we're, like, and we, this time we're actually just talking about baseball the whole time. It's true. I mean, baseball you, is is okay-ish now that the playoffs are starting. Well, and, uh, new baseball, I think, is great. New so. baseball's fun. I mean, we just saw some of it. A guy hit a yeah. home run, and now his team is winning. Um, and now there's a new, there's a new, there's a new... I guess I wouldn't call it a sport, but a entity in the national circuit, and that's the WWE. Ah, there. Yes, they start on Fox in two days. They've actually tried. Oop! Shit. <laughs> <laughs> we can edit that. Yeah, we could. <laughs> that won't even happen. No one will even know. They've actually tried to do national television before. As I understand it. I mean, technically, the first SmackDown run was on, like, the CW. Yeah. Um, I don't think it did very well. Yeah. We'll see. Well, clearly it didn't last, so. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know if, uh... They're I don't know if wrestling's on, gonna hold on they're gonna with be Fox on, like, for that one. Fox, like, a ho- like, the actual Fox on Friday. But they think, like, it's Friday nights on Fox. Like, no one watches... It, the last time anyone watched Friday Nights on Fox was the X-Files in, like, 1993. That sounds about right, yeah. Friday Nights anywhere on network TV are, like, a dead zone. Yeah, unless it's the 90s, apparently, when people used to watch TV on Fridays, like Full House and shit. Was t- Full House on Friday Nights? TGIF, man. Oh, yeah, I, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> it was a whole thing in the early 90s. Yeah. And then it stopped being a thing because no one watched TV anymore on Friday nights. And then uh, NBC was like, Thursday night laughter or whatever. Yeah. And they were like, we have Seinfeld. And it was like... It was Seinfeld and Friends. Mad About You. Yeah. Uh, What was the show... Oh, there's News Radio. Oh, yeah. News... I don't know. News Radio. News Radio was alright. The one with David Spade that I found tolerable. Just shoot me. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it's like, it's not great, but I find it to be tolerable. I don't know. Like, no one gives a shit about any of those shows, except now everyone is doing the, uh, like, Friends retrospective, and, like, everyone's dunking on Friends, like, because back in the day, like, oh, it wasn't, wasn't that good. It's like, yeah, I mean, neither was that, like, the 1950s comedy everybody loved that was mostly about domestic violence. <laughs> <laughs> Right, you want to you want to go ahead and do a yeah. BuzzFeed listicle about that? I didn't I really was like. I, was I like. I like guy. Seinfeld. I was a Seinfeld guy. <laughs> you know what's funny is I love Seinfeld, but I've never been able to get into Curb Your Enthusiasm. No, me neither. I don't like, like Curb. It's like what if Seinfeld, but genuinely painful to watch. Uh, yeah, I think they they dig into like the things that like are cringy about Seinfeld, but really get, like they really turn it up to the point where like. It makes me evaluate, like, my situations in life, which is just fucking anxiety-filled nonsense, and I don't need that. No, I don't, I, I don't need to <laughs> I see, don't like, that at all. I don't need to see Larry David take my anxieties, turn them up to 11, and then yell them at me. Like, right, that no. doesn't help my life. Also, not when I'm trying to watch a comedy. 
No, I don't need. I don't need this kind of stress right now. It's like, what if your therapist was really mean and mocking? <laughs> what if your therapist was very understanding, but as soon as you turned their back, made fun of you? <laughs> That's what that show is. Oh man. Do we have any hype drags this this week? I feel like we did all the things we wanted to do. Oh, shit. Um, let me look at the score right now. It's 4-1 to one Tampa Bay. Oh, fuck. The battle of the salary suppression bay is going well for the squad that plays in an actual abandoned warehouse. Hey, man. That is super steampunk. <laughs> I don't think anything about the Tampa Bay Rays is steampunk. I think some of their fans are probably steampunk. <laughs> For those of you not watching at home, which you can't because this is a podcast, um, <laughs> uh, we just watched a highlight of a guy making a bad throw to first base, except there's no one on base, so it was clearly from some other time in this game. Yeah, from the last guy, that guy was at bat. That or somehow there was a series of little league-ass throws around the diamond that caused that man to score just now that they didn't show us. Which seems unlikely. Anyway. So I don't have a hype track. I would like to hype... uh, I don't know. Matt Chapman for being a good baseball player. And drag... Logan Morrison? Is Logan Morrison even still in the league? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. He shouldn't be. He's a highly problematic individual. <laughs> is he really? I didn't even know that. Uh, yeah, he is... He used to tweet a lot of really sexist shit in like 2010, That makes sense. His name is Logan. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Are you saying that Wolverine's out here just like being an alright? Alright, I guess it makes sense for Wolverine. <laughs> what about Wolverine, the character, makes you think that he's woke? I mean, he's you know the re- thing about how he lusts after his friend's girlfriend, like, openly and well, for, uh, unapologetically? He's not, he's, not, he's not friends with Cyclops. That's true, Scott, but... No, Scott Summers is objectively unlikable. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, you're right. He definitely has the nice guy mentality going towards He's Gene like, I'm Ray. the good guy He's here. Gene, you should like me. I'm short and I'm angry all the time. <laughs> What's not to like? Look at my weird sideburns. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Wolverine's problematic. <laughs> not for the murders. <laughs> but really, not really for the murders that he does. And the whole, the whole just eternally doing murders <laughs> doing really, murders forever but really for the whole like hey jean gray what's going on that whole that also whole she's a teenager is... when they meet and he was born in like the 1800s <laughs> <laughs> that's quite a fucking age gap um, yeah Lo- logan's are bad <laughs> I guess that's the, the if if you get one takeaway from this uh, hour and forty minute podcast that we it sh- just did, it should be that uh, listen to our next podcast. All Logans are bad. Yeah, I guess in which we Logans review Logans. <laughs> so we got Logan Morrison's bad. Logan Wolverine is bad. Uh, what what are the other Logans? I don't know. I'm gonna Google famous Logans. 
do not play a fucking video. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do it because you're having really bad luck with this. Logan Morrison, Logan Couture for the Sharks, not problematic as far as I know. We just talked, we just Logan spent- Forsyth, the baseball player. Logan McCree, Logan Browning. I don't know who any of these people are. Yeah, this is not, um. This is not helping. I, guess I don't all, know who any of these Lo- people all are. All Logans aren't. Lo- someone named Logan Paul. I'm gonna go ahead and say that's related to Jake Paul. I'm gonna say that's a bad person. Oh yeah, dude. If yeah. there's a if there's a Paul brother out there, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good human being. Is there? A, is Logan Paul the dude who went to the uh, went to the Japanese uh, suicide forest and found a dead person? It's is if not that specific person. I mean, yep, Logan that's Paul. him. Logan, Logan Paul, Logan YouTube Paul. star. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. All Logans are bad, guys. I'm sorry. The first two people on FamousBirthdays.com, which is apparently a website, are both YouTube stars. Um, and then there's a TikTok star, a You Now star. Got another YouTube star. <laughs> yeah, I guess Logans are objectively <laughs> bad. I got a lot of YouTube stars up here. Why is Logan Paul also a fighter? I don't know. Who cares? Oh, we got another TikTok star, YouTube star. Logan Gulliff, 17, chef. Is he the least problematic Logan, or is he the I don't most know. insufferable I'm just, Logan? I mean, I've met some chefs, and if you're a chef at 17, you've probably done some awful stuff. Um, All right. Fuck. Why or does if Logan you haven't Paul yet, have you certainly you will. What, he has a <laughs> he has a f- boxing career. He has a filmography, a television thing, a discography. Patrick, what are YouTube stars doing? Uh, Patrick, uh, the unfortunate question answer to this question that you have asked is because we live in hell. I think this is the worst timeline. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely the worst timeline. We're all going to die of horrible environmental decay, and Logan Paul is going to be extremely rich the entire time. Logan Paul is 24 years old and has a longer Wikipedia page than Barack Obama. That's depressing. (laughs) (laughs) This is nuts. I don't like this at all. So we're going to drag all Logans. I'm going to just drag that Logan. I'll drag, no, him in particular, but uh, by association, anyone named Logan is awful. Okay. Sorry, Wolverine. Apparently, you're whack. That makes sense. I'm a, sh- I'm an Omega Red guy, so you know. he shouldn't have fallen in love with a teenager. Yikes! And- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> didn't even think about that. One. Good call. Um, Don't do that. Yeah, bad choice. Bad choice, yeah. especially for someone who's literally 200 years old. Yeah. Um, I guess he can't really date anyone his own age, though. No, so he can't. But be- like, man, maybe just on. don't date people. Yeah. I guess if you're 200, just don't date people. I you're, guess that's that's your new play. Yeah. You've had much. enough time on this earth. No more All dating. the people you love are going to die anyway. You're going to keep on living. Just mm-hmm. you and Deadpool and Omega Red <laughs> forever. <laughs> well, this got nerdy fast. <laughs> um, let's I, cut this off. I would how argue that we, it's been nerdy for How long have we been doing this? Are we at a, uh, we're, we're, we're at an at hour one, 45. We're an hour 43 right now. Hour and 43. Um, I was saying, let's keep this under 90 minutes earlier. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. So this has been all special. <laughs> 
You can tweet at me at Patrick JCS. You can tweet at me at, at Wildly Pointless. And you can tweet at us as a collective at All Sports Are Bad. Maybe I That's should. pretty good. Yeah. We're going to post a, uh, a very fun Wikipedia thing we found on that account very soon. <laughs> um, I guess he is. <laughs> well, I'm not going to. You took the screen grab. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, that was so long ago. That feels like five hours ago. <laughs> well, it turns out it was an hour and 44 minutes ago. Okay. <laughs> right. About the clown. Yeah. About the clown. That's in my computer, yeah. The, uh, the U.S. men's national soccer team sucks ass and can go to hell. The U.S. women's national soccer team is awesome and is should be revered by all. Fuck the Dodgers. Beat L.A. And uh, who else goes to hell? Uh, Bill Simmons, as always, can go directly to hell. Um, pretty much anyone who's ever even thought about rooting for a Boston sports team can suck it. And... No, no. Screw you, Milwaukee. Sucking nuts. I'm sorry to my son, Kyle Kuzma, who will have a speedy recovery to win a title with his squad, the Los Angeles Lakers, this year. Denver Nuggets going to win that title. Huh. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Internet. Bye. See ya.